here we are, episode 10, end of season two. Nate, what do we have for the lovely people out here in uh, podcast land today? Well, uh, today we're going to be looking at the new James Wan movie, Malignant, which just came out uh, this past Friday in theaters and on HBO Max. Mm, yes, I, I, and I th- we were just talking about this before this episode, but I have been kind of loving the way that films are coming out nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that I have the option to watch it at home if I want to. I like that I have the option to go to the theater if I want to. Yeah. Um, and as, as you know, you are a big uh, you're really into buying Blu-rays, buying DVDs and stuff. So I know you're always on top of that. So it's cool for you, for people like you who like buying physical copies of stuff because it's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like in a few weeks or whatever. So that's that's really cool. Um, where it used to be, what, six months, a year yeah, before stuff like a, would come out? a year. Out? And then I remember right. as a kid, it was like six months and then it turned to three months. And then during the pandemic, right. it turned to like, barely two months you know like it sucks that i had to take the pandemic for that true, but like true. it is true though i agree with you that it is way more preferable like we were just talking about candy man like we just did it yeah. a couple of weeks ago and that's already going to be on video right. on demand this friday right crazy so yeah. hey if you want to check out candy man if you haven't yet, there you go there you go 20 dollars get it for two days perfect cool uh so yeah we're gonna be talking about malignant uh and a little bit about james wan uh yeah, master be, of horror <laughs> yeah i would say he's he's one of the masters of horror of sort of i guess our like, generation like of new age right? right yeah yeah um actually i yeah i would even compare him to one of my favorite directors wes craven just as far Ooh, as like okay the breadth of work he's done and how many different sure. franchises this dude started it's crazy yeah yeah for yeah. sure there's uh no doubting the uh the incredible work that he's done over the years um so yeah, I, let's. Uh, if you're ready, let's let's I'm jump ready. right in. Let's do it. All right, this is uh, episode ten, end of season two, people. <sighs> this is those who remain. So malignant, Kevin. Malignant. Yeah. It's do you that, well, <laughs> set us up. You know, before we do that, um, this movie just came out. Oh yeah, true. So Nate, true, true, true. if you would like us like to hit us with a spoiler alert, it'd be much appreciated. We're gonna, We're spoil, gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie. movie. I'm gonna hit you guys with a spoiler alert. We're gonna be talking about the new movie Malignant. We're gonna be talking about all the plot details that you don't want to know about before you go into a movie. So if you haven't seen this shit yet, pause the show, either go to a theater, mask up and go check it out or uh, turn on HBO Max and check it out that way. Either way, watch the movie, come back and enjoy our breakdown of Malignant. Malignant. (laughs) Cool, man. So uh, so um, if you want to cue some music up for me, Nate, I'll just do the little short little synopsis. We'll get right into it. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Spooky! It's kind of one of those uh, misleading synopsis, isn't it? 
I think it's uh, a misleading everything for this movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because you kind of go in expecting your typical, if there is such a thing, typical James Wan movie, right? Where it's like, I think people have kind of come to know him for like the insidious and conjuring stuff. Of course. Um, so I think, yeah, like I definitely went in expecting more of like a supernatural sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I did too. And, and when you watch the trailer for this film, that's exactly as it plays. You're like, okay, there's this girl, Madison, and she's being stalked or haunted or something by some sort of paranormal supernatural being, which is right up James Wan, Wan's alley. So it's like, okay, well, this makes sense. Um, and then, you know, obviously we find out that it's not quite that <laughs> at no, all. It takes a big turn. A real big turn, but 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 a turn that was that uh, that my wife and I called within the first three minutes of the film. <laughs> and oh, really? that's that's no joke. We we literally called this film. Yeah, it was yeah. The exact twist and everything. Pretty much. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. And you know you kind of get it through the, like the title a little bit, and then just like some, the sequence that they show some, of like the all the medical stuff. That too. I mean, that yeah. was a bit, yeah, like, you know, there's like cutting going on and like weird stuff and, you know, it's all kind of close-ups and kind of gross and gritty, but, mm -hmm. you know, it. I think it's, if you pay attention enough, it's pretty easy to tell what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So, you know, okay, so we're introduced to this girl, Madison, and, and what is it, her boyfriend or whatever, husband? Yeah, her like abusive domestic abusive, partner. Yeah, of, of course, capacity. which is like, which is like so overdone. I remember in film school, uh, 99% of films had to do with domestic abuse. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Like in, in, in all the classes that you were in? In all the classes, all the films that anyone ever made, 90% of them or more than that were about like domestic abuse and violence and stuff like that. I'm like, oh Jesus, like, ooh, yeah. that says that says something. There's um, a lot going on in that class. I hope I've, like what the I fuck? hope everyone's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, so you know, they they kind of get into a little tiff, and uh, she gets uh, like Dude, really brutally. Yeah, he like it's awful. He like grabs her head and like pushes it into the wall. He, like slams her head into the wall. the wall. Yeah. yeah. And she just like continues to bleed for the next few scenes out of the back of her head, and you're yeah. like. How do you not go to the hospital? Go to the hospital. Isn't she like a nurse too? Like, yeah, she was in like nurses scrubs. So I was like, I would have gone right back to wherever I just came from. Yeah. Like you would me think out. that she would know a little bit better, but Hey, I don't know. Well, there's also like argument to be made too, where like when people are in domestic violence situations, they don't want to report it and go in and then raise all the questions and everything. That's true. I, so I guess I, like, I just, I guess I just thought because she's a nurse, she would do something about the. She's like, oh, I probably have like wound. a really bad concussion right now. <laughs> yeah, and she just went to sleep, and I was like, oh, don't do that. Yeah, it's but, like the worst uh, thing you could do. Yeah. So, but then it cuts to like the dude sleeping on the couch and just being a piece of shit. And then he gets like horribly murdered. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is kind of like, kind of like James Wan, but it was like, you know, it doing insidious, but with a little bit more of a, I guess, like a slasher vibe to it. And I've read a, a lot bit. that this movie is like super inspired by the Jalo genre. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. as well as like sort of the late 90s, early 2000s slashers, like that whole Dark Castle, like sure. Valentine and House of Wax era. And I was like, okay, okay. 
Um, yeah, so he just like gets his head impaled by yeah by this shadowy long haired thing. And I think yeah. for for me when I saw that what the kind of killer silhouette thing looked like, I was like, that's her in some capacity, <laughs> right? And so she's I and say, it's okay. like moving so weirdly. I, so I just say fuck it and let's just get right into that. Yeah, because, well, because it's hard to talk about the movie at length is. without really yeah. spoiling. Right. So, so if you're still listening, you haven't seen the movie yet. We're going to spoil the end right now. Right here. So, so stop listening, go watch it first and then come back and press play. So turns out that Gabriel, this supernatural being imaginary friend, imaginary friend, right. Isn't really, well, I guess he's, he's a little supernatural in one sense, which I didn't really understand too much either, but anyway, he was a, a, a twin. They were conjoined twins, essentially, right? And she, uh, they cut out Gabriel because, like, Gabriel was evil. <laughs> he was telling Madison to do all these terrible things. And, in, and they show this. He's this weird growth coming out of her back and the back of her head mm-hmm. with these little, little arms. It's like, a, it's like a Voldemort scenario in the first movie. Where he's like the back of the the professor's head. Yeah, the new <laughs> that's defense what rem- against the dark arts dude. <laughs> yeah, What's his name? True. Professor yeah. Pearl or something Pearl. like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. So it's like okay, what the fuck? And and the problem I had with this movie was I like crazy, I like weird horror movies, but this movie like tries to trick you throughout the entire film. It tries to play off as the supernatural, like what the fuck is Gabriel? And then it's like, nope, he's a fucking parasitic twin that they cut the fuck, cut off of Madison and then and then shoved his little creepy head back into her skull because they, uh, they shared a brain. <laughs> so they that's the part of, that got me was when they're like, and they just shoved the rest in and they just shoved the it back in because they like, couldn't wouldn't that up. cause issues of some sort? Uh, he was like pressing think. out. You I guess he think. just went, they said he just went into hibernation mode and then apparently yeah he went into him, a dormant state yeah when her um, abusive shitty partner pushed her head into the wall that's what awakened him right and like he's like her like back of her head opens and it's like this one eyeball is looking out it's like <laughs> it's like it reminds like if if anyone out there has seen the movie basket case it's kind of a similar mm-hmm. premise where someone has like a you know, is is that the correct term? The conjoined twin, where like they they try. Um, I believe so. One of them like didn't grow enough, so it's kind of like like in and in that movie, it's like they make it like it's like a it's a monster that eats people, and right. it's like they like amputated it from the brother, and he uh, keeps the brother, the other brother in a basket, and it like <laughs> comes out and eats people every once in a while. But this movie, I think, I, I don't know if it was influenced by that, but I think it was way more influenced by the the Jalo uh, and slasher yeah. genres, I guess, but. Um, yeah, because me- because once uh, Gabriel, which is is really Madison, it's just like he yeah. dons like this leather coat, coat leather gloves, like very totally jalo, right? Is if Brian's out there, are we supposed to say jolly in this situation? If it's plural films, jelly, jolly. But if <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, uh, there's a point in the film that I thought was cool, and that I actually thought of Brian during this okay. moment, uh-huh. where um, where when the killer suits up and like puts on the the black gloves, yeah, I was like, oh, somewhere out there in the world, Brian Martinez just did the Hank Hill, like, oh, yeah, like that made him so happy, um, and yeah. it made it made me happy too because I thought that was a, it was a nice wink to those moments in those movies, sure. but like, yeah, and then there's like the part where like the the killer takes uh 
the this trophy it's like the medical yeah. logo with like the spear thing that's wrapped in the snake yep. right yeah. and then he like takes it and breaks it off and sharpens it and it's like playing this awesome kind of like you know 2021 version of like a giallo theme i guess right i thought that stuff was cool but i, I do agree with you that the movie was a little too silly for my taste and even stuff like when she tells her sister she's adopted and it cuts to like the close-up on whoever's face and the music gets like super intense Dude, I was what like, was with the music in this film i fucking it, it was, despised it, it. i it was, hated it it was by uh i i don't want to get the name wrong i think it's his name is joseph bashara but he's the the lipstick face demon from insidious Uh, and i actually thought the score was like was mostly pretty awesome but like there was stuff Uh, like that where i was like i i refuse to believe that everyone on board of this movie like because they're all expert craftsmen aren't doing that on purpose like i don't think it was unintentional but at the same time it just don't sit like as well with me or it doesn't sit as well with me as it might with someone else I just felt like it, it was like one weird like dance party or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like with the score. Yeah, I'm like it's nothing fit for me, man. Um, well, I mean, and the thing is too is that there's a lot of people that are like going crazy over this movie. Yeah, and, and hey, that's cool. Yeah, that's I love cool. it. I think it's hey. awesome for James Wan. It made a pretty good killing its opening weekend, and I think it's yeah, just, just like, be- oh, go ahead. Just because I didn't like it doesn't mean everyone else can't like. You yeah, know, no, that's that, what I'm saying. More power to them, man. I, if you I, loved uh, it, awesome. I keep seeing people online, like on their YouTube channels, if they're gonna criticize the movie, they're like, "Don't hate me, don't hate me." And it's like, well, you should just be able to say, like, I don't like yeah, the movie. Right. We yeah. can have differing opinions. Yeah. And, <laughs> and still go out and grab a beer afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we don't have to hate each other because of it. Um. What What else did I have about this movie? So, um. The other thing I didn't understand is is why Gabriel and I guess also Madison had these powers. Was it because they tried to use electroshock? Like he can like kind of like electricity and shit got weird when he was around. It was like Firestarter almost. Do you remember that? The, the mm. Stephen King book. And it's also a movie with Drew Barrymore as like a little kid. But it's about like, you know, uh, people that have like sort of like telekinetic and pyrokinetic abilities so that's kind of what i took it as is like this little girl was at this weird fucking like house on haunted hill institute where they like (laughs) study like extraordinary children or something i don't know the funniest the funniest sorry not to cut you up but that that your house on haunted hill comment reminded me of a hilarious comment that i saw online today and it was like the scariest thing about the movie was how close she tra- parked to that cliff. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I thought she was going to drive, drive right off the fuck cliff. Off. Oh, I, dude, I saw so someone funny. else post, actually post like that shot. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on with that? <laughs> right. And then I've also been seeing people call the movie Mawignant because apparently like the, the wig on the Madison character is pretty it's bad. so bad, dude. I didn't think about it, but I just thought she had a lot of hair. I didn't really think too much about dude, it. Dude, there is a scene there's a shot that it looks like a, a Halloween store wig. I had a wig just like that. It looked exactly the fucking same. It looked like they went out and bought a fucking $10 wig from, from uh, whatever spirit Halloween and strapped it to the back of this chick's head. It, I'm like, what the fuck? Did you <laughs> notice 
in the scene when they're in the jail cell when they throw madison in like the sort of holding cell uh-huh. there with all the different uh women one of them is zoe bell who's like uma thurman's main stunt devil from kill bill she's uh she i think her character is just named zoe in death proof she's the one that's on like the hood of the car oh yeah no, that's, I didn't that's, that. that's she's, cool. she's 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 there and she dies a horrible death because they're they're picking on madison right like they're like oh yep. did you get lost on the way to the country club right or whatever um the other thing that I just kind of threw me off in general about the movie is that this movie totally turned into like John Wick at the end. Oh, yeah, dude. Like when once Gabriel <laughs> comes out and he's like in yeah. the whole like uh, killer attire and he has his yeah. weapon, there's a full blown like wide angle lens, badass, like yeah. one sort of take where like yeah. he flips over a table, he yeah. stabs like a dude, he cuts an arm off a cop, throws it in the face of another guy. Like it was really well choreographed. <laughs> oh, and it was. It was crazy, but it just felt weird in a lot of place in the movie that me. i thought i was gonna watch like i <laughs> like i did not dislike this movie as much as you did like i kind of uh-huh. went along for the ride but i watched it at like 1 30 in the morning so i was kind of uh-huh. like falling asleep at certain points so i went back and i was watching parts of it in preparation for this and i was i was enjoying it and um but like it's yeah it's just it this movie i feel like the the whole movie itself does not work as well as how in as individual parts of it mm-hmm. like certain parts like that scene was fucking awesome when he flips over and you know that yeah. whole fight scene um i loved all the the jala references i liked moments with the score the cinematography was beautiful the, do you remember that that long take where it goes through the house and it like passes through like that empty so, room on the- so that was like so i don't want to completely shit on this movie um the the cinematography was um pretty beautiful throughout i don't think i don't want i don't think it's like as like high of a tier as like some of the conjuring films have been but that shot that you described i mean that's a james wan shot right there like he does that shit all the time and it's fucking awesome i love it um and then the the other things that were just beautiful about this film were all the exteriors of that beautiful location that they had that house like the exterior shots that they had oh awesome like i loved that so Even the, good the interior like when they walked True. inside yeah. the house for the first time i was watching it uh with amy and she's like oh this is like a colonial four square or something like that where it's like one right. of those houses where you can basically see every room from one room and i'm yeah. like man fuck that those houses are creepy <laughs> i mean like and he, obviously it's intentional right but like it's like uh i I thought that, that like when it like the first third of the movie worked really well for me because it was it was a little more of the traditional kind of haunted house uh-huh. setting up scares something's outside looking at right. you from the street like kind of you know the, the more simple creepy fears but um I kind of find that things become less scary when the more specific they become like yeah. I I personally cannot relate to having like a you know a conjoined twin that has been mostly severed <laughs> with right. with like a little bit of him pushed into my skull and him coming out and ruining my life but yeah. i mean i can put myself into the shoes of that character but like when it gets that specific it's kind of like okay and then that's why i feel like why it leaned into being more of an action movie because it's it's a little too silly to work as a full-blown horror movie i guess so i feel like that's james wan's way of kind of like if he's if he's a chemist he's kind of adding a little bit of this he's adding <laughs> a, a little bit of that trying he to keep it from was. he's trying to keep it from bubbling over right know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's how I felt. You know, it was just a little bit of everything. Um, 
And, you know, I think he was just trying to have fun with it, which, yeah. you know, I, I can appreciate that. I, I can appreciate it. I just, I didn't think it, it, it just didn't hit me in the way that it, it's hitting some other people, you know? Um, but you know, Hey, that, that, that's just, that's life. That's how it, it goes, man. <laughs> I saw someone, uh, he was, I think the editor of Fangoria for years, but I totally uh-huh. respect his dude's opinion. And he was like, it's a masterpiece. It's, um, totally an intentional, like sort of experience, you know, where like it knows everything it's doing. And it's like, it's just one of those things that he said, basically the same thing we're saying now that if you don't like it, like, you know, that's kind of okay. You know, um, but uh, at the same time, it's like uh, I feel like it totally found its audience right away, which is awesome because a lot of yeah. movies have to to wait years and years. And um, the same guy was saying, uh, you know, he hopes James Wan keeps making Aquaman uh, Aquaman movies so he can <laughs> keep making weird shit like this and having like <laughs> huge studio budgets. And I agree with that too, because like horror is bigger than it's it's ever been. It's like there's it's more commercial than it's ever been. And it's like, it's crazy that yeah. In between two, you know, Aquaman movies, James Bond's like, I'm going to go make a fucking Jello, uh, conjoined twin fucking just very off the wall movie that, that no one has ever seen before. I agree, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's cool that he can go and do that. Um, and, and, and again, like, you know, he's just done so many, amazing films over the years that you know i uh i don't blame him for wanting to do something like out of the box and and just fucking weird because <laughs> you know we do the same shit for you know like how can we just do a really weird film you know yeah um, just push yourself into sort of unchartered waters a little bit right because i feel like he's got the the whole supernatural like classic supernatural st- horror story down you know yeah, like, like obviously why would, he, why would he want to keep doing that over and over and over again like what else is he gonna you know yeah he doesn't want to be from that yeah he doesn't want to be the guy that that just you know i'm the guy that makes movies about ghosts and, and hauntings and houses like <laughs> which maybe that was intentional on why he did this film that way like maybe he oh he, dude 100 <laughs> you know he was like like now that i think about yeah. it a little more he was just like you know what let me just do that but then just totally fucking yeah like turn everything on its head <laughs> so that's, that's totally what i thought he was doing man like because yeah. i was like okay it's gonna be supernatural and then you know it's like okay no it's not and it's like more of like a sort of jalo slasher and then right. holy shit there's like this whole other aspect <laughs> to it and then even then it was still kind of excuse me still kind of supernatural because of the whole telekinetic true spark electricity he, he could drink electricity thing um <laughs> but like yeah, I mean, like, for me, James Wan is just such an interesting director because, like, I've been following him since the beginning with Saw. Mm-hmm. And, like, I used to watch the commentary and all the behind-the-scenes on that where they would talk about, like, how he built the puppet in his bedroom and <laughs> he built the bear trap himself. And, like, the props guys, when they made the real movie, were like, hey, James, you got the blueprints from that fucking jaw <laughs> trap thing you made? And he's like, oh, yeah, here you go, man. So, and and they shot like a short film for Saw that they were able to shop around and get funding from, you know, these guys at Twisted Pictures. And eventually I think Saw 1 went to like Sundance and stuff. And it was one of those movies where people were fainting and stuff and (laughs) uh, Lionsgate, which at the time 
they had not made the hunger games they were not like this huge fucking studio um their journey is very similar to new line and sort of how freddy krueger took them from bob shea distributing reefer madness from the trunk of his car to like being a major studio player on the hollywood in the hollywood space and um so Lionsgate was this really small sort of studio and they sort of they started acquiring all these independent horror movies you know like they they acquired house of a thousand corpses after universal dumped it and after mgm fired rob zombie because he he said mgm had no morals as a joke and yeah. they yeah they, they dumped the movie and then Lionsgate's like we'll fucking take a chance on it and it made a lot of money for him and so did devil's rejects so um Sorry to go on a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, basically saw uh, in Cabin Fever, House Southern Corpses, and a couple others made that studio able to make movies like The Hunger Games and Medea and all the mm-hmm. huge movies they do now. So, and he also did Insidious, which is a fucking huge franchise. And the so con- was, I mean, let's just like, I mean, it's, it's, man, it's like it's prolific, so man. It's like, okay, saw. saw, I'm looking at it right now, saw, Dead Silence. Uh, I'm going to skip over a few here and there, but Insidious, right. The Conjuring, Insidious 2, The Conjuring 2, like, and yeah. then he goes, does Aquaman, and then Malignant, another Insidious is coming out, like, he's got, like, he's producing all these fucking films, he, like, he produced the new Mortal Kombat that came out, he, um, a movie, a movie that no one ever talks about with his dude, though, people, people, again, they came out the same year, yeah, uh, People know Dead Silence, you know, Mary Shaw, the whole ventriloquist thing, mm-hmm. but no one talks about, he did a version of Death Wish, that Charles Bronson movie. It's called uh, Death Sentence, Death and Sentence. it has Kevin Bacon in it, and it's the best version of that story that's been done in a movie. Nice. It's awesome. Dude, I mean, just like looking at his, his, looking at his producer credits from 2021 to 2020, it's it's insane. How do you have yeah. this, how, how do you have enough time? to do all this shit he loves it so much that's all he does <laughs> it's I crazy mean, he, it's awesome. he talked about it on saw like they shot all all day and then he would edit all night because he was like so excited to be like able to you know because they can sure. digitize the footage and just give it to yeah. you and uh lee winnell was like talking about he's trying to sleep in the other room and he can just hear like himself screaming from the <laughs> editing bay and he's like come on man i'm trying to shoot the next day and he was just like you know like with saw he had to make so many concessions that movie i think was made for 1.5 mil okay and then as he went on he got bigger and bigger budgets and he showed that he's just a competent director and he's he's just one of those you know like i like that whole bunch of directors that came out at the time they called them the splat pack and it was like (laughs) uh james wan rob zombie eli roth like all those guys you know and um out of all of them i think he's the one that's kind of gone on to just really show that he can do like a fucking fast and the furious movie yeah (laughs) and the saddest one everyone cries at the end it's so sad dude so he did what seven seven the one with paul walker where he passed away yeah yeah and yeah and he did aquaman which is it's a good movie it's not it's not my thing but i watched you know i checked out chunks of it and i was like okay cool yeah yeah it's it's so so not only has he proved himself and he can fucking do horror but he can do anything else man like he does fucking superhero movies like it's crazy and he does like strange little movies like malignant in between superhero movies yeah, so that's like, kind of oh, like i have some time let me just uh, <laughs> put, let me just throw this one together <laughs> that's why i compare him to um wes craven who's one of my favorite directors just because like wes craven's known for kind of uh 
reinventing the horror genre like three times yeah. like uh last house on the left sure. uh nightmare on elm street and then again with scream so it's like like you know maybe john carpenter but i can't really think of you know a whole lot of directors that have have done that as many times mm-hmm. um but james wan's the same like uh maybe he hasn't quite reinvented it but saw certainly kicked off that whole wave of you know sort of like uh mid-2000s torture porn kind of right. stuff and then insidious came around 2010 and was like no, no no we're gonna dial it back and just do like ghost stories like really boil it down and do like pg-13 kind of stuff and then you know as time went on uh people kind of wanted more and the conjuring turned that up for like you know because those are reader r so those are a little more like adult oriented yeah and um yeah he's just kind of gone on to just really be one of the main voices in the the sort of commercial horror space yeah yeah um well props to you james Wan. we yeah love you. absolutely <laughs> we love you man i used to watch the saw dvd and it made me want to go to film school so thanks for there all the go. inspiration hey. and happy that he's he's killing it out there yeah definitely man so um we kind of we we went through it all but we didn't rate it but yeah that's right. i was saving that for last i wanted to i know right yeah keep everyone give them motivation to finish out our episode yeah so since i uh since i was shitting on it i'll, I'll go first i guess we'll end on a higher note because i know you're gonna rate this a little bit higher than me so um it, uh you know james wan you're fucking amazing but malignant, uh, you know, it just didn't hit me like it did some other people. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, I love the cin- cinematography in it. It was great. Um, it's just the story, just everything was kind of like a mess for me. So I, what I want to see from James Wan, when you listen to this, cause I know you will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you to, I want you to do a crazy fucking weird horror movie, but the whole thing is just crazy and weird. Just like, don't try and like do this little, uh, you know, like let's try and fake everybody out and then go crazy in the last 30 minutes. Like, no, just give me a fucking wild, crazy, wacky horror movie and I'll probably fucking love it. So, so malignant, I didn't love it. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of 10 malignants. <laughs> four out of 10 malignants. Yeah. G- Gabriel's. Yeah. Four out of 10 Gabriel's. Yeah. Well, this might be the biggest difference in a rating that we've given a movie. So that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, okay. So for me, as I, as I said, I, I love the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I sound like such a fanboy. I love James Wan. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I think he's an awesome director. Um, yeah. I think this was just him being like, I'm going to fucking just go crazy between two huge movies sure. and just do whatever I want. And I think that's great. Um didn't really work for me as well but i mean i i, I had fun with it more yeah. so going back and watching it in chunks which is sort of for me reaffirms that i like parts of the movie more than the whole thing uh-huh. i think the whole thing's a little too long running at about just under two hours i think they could have chopped off uh oh, i feel bad saying that in lieu of what this movie's about they could have edited <laughs> out uh 10 minutes 10 to 15 minutes of this movie. they could have chopped off some gabriel's some more you know. gabriel hey. no they, you know what they could have chopped out more of was like all the detective stuff i thought that stuff was kind of cheesy yeah. especially the one detective she was eating a lollipop in the morgue and that was just like one of my pet peeves is when, when when people eat shit and or drink stuff in the morgue come on yep. Yeah. come on it's such a cop cliche but maybe that's intentional too let it's me like, just oh, put my sandwich on the dead body here <laughs> you know knowing james wan he's such a he's he's he knows so much about 
all genres of movies he he did that on purpose and it's just me being being a baby but uh so yeah i give this one uh just because i appreciate such a weird movie coming out i'm gonna give this seven gabriels out of ten nice nice cool well hey there you have it um (laughs) two seasons two seasons brother yeah congrats man crazy it is crazy i mean i know this one was half as long as the other season but still we've been doing this for a fucking long time consistency (laughs) yeah so i think this is this is 30 weeks right we have 30 episodes 30 weeks it's a little bit longer than that because we had a a, a one break in between but Mm -hmm. but sadly we will take another short break it won't be very long it'll probably be a month (laughs) so we'll be back sometime next month in october actually yeah that's perfect because you know we'll be back for spooky season for halloween oh yeah we can we can do some fun stuff we'll try to have some more guests for you we'll try to have a little bit more of a social media presence out there that's something that i'm personally trying to manage every day and we're just trying to get the word out there with the show so if you guys like it uh send it to your friends we appreciate all the help we can get spreading the uh those who remain love around i guess yeah yeah um you know i i've had a number of friends um reach out uh and just you know a, a simple text message just like it, it makes me so happy to ha- to know that that people are out there listening and they're, and mm-hmm. you know i'll get a text message from someone and, and it'll just be like hey oh i saw you're doing this movie i love that movie i'm gonna check it out I'm t- i can't wait to listen to your episode on it and i'm like yeah. that's cool man like thanks Same here. like so cool um so like thank you to everyone who has listened so far um you know we'll we'll see what season three brings you know we'll try try and boost it up even more and and do some fun stuff um so like i said look for us in october i'm sure we're going to be covering halloween kills (laughs) Ooh, that's right that comes out on the 15th i believe yep theaters and on peacock yeah so i'm going to be at the theater the first night that's out most likely yeah i'm going thursday yeah. So, uh, so we have a lot to look forward to and it's our favorite time of the year. So perfect. Yes, indeed. Perfect time to take a little bit of a break, a little breather. I'm going to Florida. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice little vacation. I can update everyone on the, the fun Halloween stuff we're doing out there. Yeah. But again, thank you to everyone. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much for checking out our show for two seasons. I can't yeah. get over it. Right. So, uh, all of you have a, have a great month. Uh, we'll see. We'll see you in a little bit. This has been those who remain. <laughs>